Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering where it was going and it went nowhere in particular. Here we are on the podcast. I wish you could see my face. You oh, could see my face. God. Uh, welcome to Fun in the Summer here on What Is It All For? Yeah. Where we are just having fun in the summer. It's some of us more than others, for being definitely honest. Definitely some of us more than others. Meaning me more than you. Well, I wouldn't call what you're doing fun either. Which well, is just kind of fielding any and all moods and you, or emotions you know the on a daily walking basis. Walking on eggshells. Never heard of it. I don't think. I mean, there's not even shells left. <laughs> I'm just walking. <laughs> you just cracked them all. I'm just walking through. Where does that come from? We'd have to look it up. We don't Google that for you anymore. You walk on eggshells, so like anywhere you step, it's you hear hurts. it. You hear it. <laughs> so that the chicks can run amok. Okay. That's why they say it. Absolutely. The chicks run amok. Let's give a glasses update for everybody. Um, what's going on with Big your... Big glasses update. Yeah. Okay. Gla- well, since our last recording... Yes. We were so excited because we were like, the glasses are coming. They're coming. It said they had been sent, I think, maybe by that point. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But anyway, the optometrist office, they emailed me on Wednesday of last week and they were like, they're on the way. And we were like, great. They're coming from LA. Surely They'll a day, a, two, two days, days at most. three days at Maximum. the absolute yeah. And then it said, um, yeah, they're going to be here on Saturday. And we were like, okay, okay that's, that's kind of weird, but, but right. Saturday. Yeah. And then what, took, what happened on Saturday? Oh, they took a trip to San Jose. They decided to go north north about seven hours. Yeah. Uh, we don't know why. Yeah. Anyway. Because USPS is why. Right. Jason yeah. had to break the news to me on Saturday. I woke up like it was Christmas morning yeah. and then... Jason had to break the news that they would not be here for a couple more days. Had a, just a small meltdown. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, d- I did scream into a, a towel. A towel. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Sometimes you need to do that. And in fairness to you, I do often say when you get really flustered or upset, like, you got to let, let it, it out. out. You got to, in, in our family, we like to do a come and a yay Like, you just yell, come Yeah, but that's yeah. so many syllables for me to remember. Yeah. So I just went full scream. You did. Yeah. It had a couple I, octaves. I was about to say, yeah. I really, like, surprised myself at the level level that i was able to achieve yeah through a muffled towel um but that's okay <laughs> and then but then we finally got them on monday yes and i was so excited yeah and then it's an adjustment so it and i, and I knew it wasn't going to be right, immediate right i knew there was going to be an adjustment period but you've just been feeling off for so long that you're just you want anything to just, anybody who has an ongoing health condition understands that like weeks or months of pain yeah and then you like okay here is the solution to the problem it's not going to be immediate but like this is the solution right even your brain is like okay it's going to take a couple weeks but like the day you get it you're like i'm gonna feel better yeah and you don't yeah and, and it's unfortunate because you want to feel better so badly yeah and i think that's the big part of it that is just so difficult more so for you than for me but it's like i want you to feel better so badly but i also understand the timelines of which these things are going to work yeah and and that's it's just really hard it's just very it's difficult just really and hard. there's nothing anyone can say to make it any easier yeah and i've tried to the say metaphor i know you have you've done a great job the metaphor that's in my brain is like you're trapped like 
I think I've maybe said this before, but like you're trapped by yourself in this like body of water. You're in the middle of the ocean and you're trying to swim from like one, you know, continent to the other continent and you're in the middle and it feels awful and all you want is like to swim back to where you came from, but you can't. And then you're, you're sort of having that moment of realization of like, oh, the only way for me to get through this is to keep swimming. And it's just, and to keep feeling that discomfort, there is no going back. So, so in moments where I, I think moments where I feel the most frustrated and the most angry is when I think of myself like in May feeling fine doing you know work doing my workouts and being able to work and just being a normal person who didn't think about this 24 7 and I get so mad but you know I've shared this before in those moments where I catch myself doing that it's like that is that is creating suffering because I can't go back I can't go back to that so I have to find the strength within myself to go my only choice here is to move forward and these are the circumstances that I'm in right now and how can I make the most of it? How can I make the best of it? I'll try anything. I try yeah. 12 different things a day to try and something that'll be relieving or, you know, feel positive. And sometimes it works. So I just keep trying stuff. And so for me right now, I will say that day one was pretty rough with the new glasses. Day two, like night one, I guess, yeah. after my eyes had tried to adjust all day, night one was like the worst night I've had, like probably through this whole thing, which was very discouraging because for a day where I thought it was supposed to be the day that I felt better to then have the worst night. Yeah. But I think I realized it was just a lot for my brain and my eyes. And um, I woke up yesterday. Yesterday was a lot better. Um, last night was a lot better. It's great. So, and when you say a lot better, just to put it into context for everybody who's been following your journey very closely, me. Yeah. When you like two weeks ago, when you would go to sleep and you would have like visual vertigo uh-huh. and like swirlies and it's tough and it's you like you have to lay down slowly mm-hmm. and like then you're closing your eyes and that's difficult. Did it? Did was it the same thing going to sleep last night? It, that's what's so hard is it's different. So right. it's, so it's like, like you, less spinny. Right. So it's like you're in your middle of the ocean swimming. Yeah. You now no longer have that humpback whale. Right. It's been freaking you right. out. But now you've got you. big waves coming at you. Now you have some big waves coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's, just, so it's, it's different. different. So like this. And actually when I got up out of bed this morning, I didn't spin, spin hardly at all. Wow. It just took a second for my brain to kind of like focus it's very hard sensation to describe um but i i you know i didn't feel as bad um but you know it's a little uncomfortable to fall asleep because i have intense like eye fatigue and sinus pressure around my eyes and when you're when you close your eyes and you're kind of staring at the back of your eyelids that's all you kind that's a sensation that's very front and center for you so um but i just really tried not to pay attention to that i really tried to practice easing into it like you know not turning my attention to it so anyway all of that is today to say today is a better day yep we're on day three we're on day three i'm wearing the new not the close-up glasses but like the new general just to give everyone the quick rundown of your glasses situation here i'm very familiar with your tool belt now yeah we have what i call the nootropics which, which are, are not, not the movie. It's NeuroLens. NeuroLens. The They're like a special contoured prism. Yeah. These are what you're supposed to wear when you're sitting looking at a device. Yep. Close, close up. up things. Computer work, stuff like that. Reading a book, etc. Yeah. 
uh, watching your iPad, your shows, all your, your shows. programs. <laughs> then you have your far away normal glasses, which is what you're wearing right now. Which are prism lenses. Yeah. So that's still a little bit different than a regular prescription. Right. But that's what I'm wearing right now. So we've determined that that's a little bit easier on the that's eyes. That's your like walking around the house, doing stuff, working out. Like you're wearing everywhere your, glasses. Your, your everywheres. And then we have your everywhere sunglasses, which are the exact same lenses in sunglass form. Because you got to protect your eyes. Because you got to protect your eyes when you're outside in the UV rays. Okay. I know everyone the, was really Well, I do think interested. there are a lot of people who are pot committed at this point. <laughs> I they've would agree with that. Us, they've heard us. They've pushed their chips in. They're like, I'm going to listen to this stupid podcast with these people. i got to follow this I've glasses journey. I've got to figure journey. out what's going on with this glasses journey. My hope is that every week we move forward and we've got, what? I'm looking at my watch here. We have two more episodes that will go up before we take a break for July. Uh-huh. My hope is that two episodes from now, you're basically saying, because that'll be the third week. Yeah. You'll be saying, guys. This is good. I feel pretty good. Like, I still have some eye fatigue and I'm still, you know, whatever. Yeah. But we know the neural lenses take up to three weeks, maybe three months for it to, like, fully adjust. Three okay. months? Where'd you get that from? You told me it was months before and one of the things you looked up, like, someone said, said it, it took, like, months. it was three days to three weeks. Oh, something. I thought it was, no, this was, like, way before. Yeah. Okay, well, three weeks. Yeah. So by that point, you better be fixed. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, I will say it's just so confusing because it's like certain things are better, but other things are hard. So and I think that's the adjustment period where my eyes, if I it feels like my muscles in my temples and my sinus, it almost feels like I have a sinus infection without the congestion. That's how it feels like that whole part of my face is in like a vice right now because I just think it's a lot of muscles and connected nerves and things like working overtime to try and communicate with my brain of like this is how but at this but then weirdly enough when I worked out this morning I was able to do certain things that I haven't been able to do in five weeks and feel more stable so it's just confusing yeah um one last thing to wrap this up before we get into travel, because yeah. that's what everyone's here for anyway. Um, it reminds me of uh, the VFX Artist React series, which I like to watch on Saturday mornings, The yeah. Corridor Crew on YouTube. If you're into um, movies and filmmaking and things, it's a really fun series they do every week. Sometimes they do uh, stunt uh, men react or stunt women. Anyway, one of the things they talked about in animation is that the reason why animation has gotten so much better is a lot to do with the eye animation that they do, where when they first started, they didn't move eyes all the time. Mm -hmm. They basically just, I'm looking at you, that's where my eyes are. I'm looking outside, that's where my eyes are. But human eyes don't do that. They're all the time moving. And even if we're having a conversation, I'm like, I move slightly, I look over here and up and down. And they actually figured this out in animation that they needed to move the eyes more. And it's when it started to be more realistic. Interesting. So it's not even like the look of the animation. It's just the fact that the eyes move more. Yeah. And so when you think about that, just as it relates to your eyes, it's like you don't realize how much your eyes move. Oh my God, all the time. Yeah. And the the connection between your eyes and your brain. Yeah, for sure. So the fact that my eyeballs could be pointed at you, but your peripheral vision, like right. my brain is trying to take the the stimuli that's coming in from not just what i'm looking at but all the surrounding things and make sense of it and and to complicate things which is what my condition uh complicates you got two of them that are trying to match up in order to form one picture and if those things are slightly off your brain is trying to you know compensate for that 24 7 trying to match up this picture that can't be matched and so yeah if these glasses don't work i've told you i have the solution it's it's the horse blinders right it's so you can have no peripheral vision you only get to have forward vision 
That's why horses do so well. You didn't know this, but all horses have binocular vision dysfunction. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I don't know. All right, let's move into travel part do. Do. So a couple things we wanted to cover in this second episode, by the way, thank you so much for your feedback. For those of you who reach out via email, reach out via Slack, maybe some of you did via Instagram. We haven't seen those. We're on Instagram. Um, but we really appreciated hearing that you enjoyed hearing the process of this. So just to catch everybody up, if maybe you didn't listen to last week's episode, you just listened to this one. Our plan is January 3rd, let's just say right now, 2022, the Zooks are leaving the US. We are going to head to Europe. As of last week, we shook hands on it that Lisbon, Portugal will be our first stop. Yep. Uh, our goal is slow-ish travel. So yep. that is two to three weeks in a place. So like we'll be in Lisbon and maybe we'll start there with three weeks we were talking about this morning. And then from there, we'll go somewhere for two weeks or three weeks. From there, we'll go somewhere for two weeks, three weeks. We'll do little trips maybe in between. Yep. That's kind of the plan. So last week we talked about like why we're doing this and, and kind of the goal of the year. But we really do want to be gone the entire year to both benefit from this weird tax thing that's in the U.S. or if you're outside the country for 330 days, you get a tax benefit. And then also just to really experience life outside the U.S. because we both lived here forever. This episode, we want to talk about the business side of things. Business decisions that we have to make about yeah. what what does our business look like while we're over there? Yes. Do we make a business out of trying to do this content? Do yeah. we do any content? All these decisions because we've been having these conversations like loosely, but we have not formalized these conversations in a recorded format. Right. And we also know how much you folks enjoy listening to not just us, but like people discuss these things because we also enjoy it. Just yeah. like, the, okay, you're in the middle of this. How are you figuring these things out or what are you talking about? Right. So let's start with the easiest part, which is how do we think our days are going to be with our current existing work and businesses? So we currently run Tea Tree, which is an online course platform, and then Wandering Aimfully, which is a monthly coaching program uh, with a bunch of other things in a Slack channel. What have we kind of loosely talked about? Like, what are our days going to look like? How mm -hmm. much are we going to work? What are our schedules, you know, we think we're going to do? Yeah, kind of I, I think it's realistic to assume that there will be some type of maintenance, something that we have to do every day. You know what I mean? So I could see, I could envision a schedule where we wake up, we figure out breakfast, we work out, and then we do like an hour of just maintenance, whatever work um in the mornings yeah could you agree with that yeah i think so just for like my current workload and what i know is like tea tree customer support is usually the thing i do first after coffee and like all that stuff um but like after i do my little morning routine for 10 to 15 minutes myself that's usually the first thing i do um and that typically takes anywhere from five minutes if like this morning was five minutes but sometimes it takes an hour if there's a bunch of random things that we need to deal with you doing okay yeah. Okay, I'm just checking in on you. It's a little squirrely, but... Yeah, if we need to pause, you can let us know. We can all take a break. Um, so yeah, that's one hour of like doing that stuff and then catching up on email and all those other things. That would probably be my side of it is like the most important thing for me and that would include Slack for Wandering Aimfully. Great. So for you, I mean, it's interesting because we don't know necessarily what you're going to be working on at that time. Well, I just sort of assumed like I'm always working on something. So well, like yeah. I'm I'm assuming that that time is spent towards trying to get something yeah. out the door. So I think kind of, yeah, like Whether, what, you're, what yeah. you're saying is it's probably one hour in the morning, depending on if we have anything else going on. Um, but what we talked about on our walk the other day was every day, you know, kind of having like that hour in the morning and then the rest of the day, going around the city, doing things, walking, you know, going to cafes, etc. But probably then another hour in the afternoon or something like that, catching up with things, you know, whatever we need to check on. 
the time zones are going to be interesting. Like we're going to have to kind of True. sort that out and see what that looks like. Um, but what we had talked about was like if we have a good amount of work, like something that will take multiple hours of time of focus, is maybe focusing our work time on the weekends. Right. And this, so is, tell- an, this is an idea that I have. Right. So so kind of explain because I'm not totally on board. but <laughs> Yeah. Well, I just in general – Weekends are busier for travel, for Tourist everything, things, for tourists, any... for people who are working in a city and then not working on the weekend. My thought is we're going to be in these cities and we have the schedules that are the most flexible as possible. Why not work on the weekends when we don't need to be doing all the fun things? And we could do all the fun things on Tuesday or Thursday or Wednesday or what have you. Now, granted, some things may only have availability on the weekend or whatever. Like maybe there's some markets markets that are going on that we want to go to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But my thought was, let's actually use the weekends to work, especially as we get into if we are going to document our travel, which is going to take big chunks of time every week. And then the during the week is like we have five days. So it's almost like our work week is two days of the weekend. Right. And then our five days during the week is like a little bit of maintenance hour here and there. But the rest of the time is just we do whatever we just want. Just exploring. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that working. I so here's a big caveat that I also want to say here is like, I know a lot of this planning and logistics is part, part of it is just the fun of it. Yeah. It's like just the fun of imagining it and daydreaming. And that's where a lot of it's coming from because I just believe so strongly that we're going to make all these plans and it's all going to go out the window when we get over there. Of course. Because I just think we're not going to know how it feels. We're not going to know, you know, what routines we just naturally fall into so I just want to say that caveat is like we're yeah. well aware that all this yeah. is going to be completely shot to shit by the time we get there. Absolutely. But I like that idea of trying to explore during the week. But that brings up another big point, which is like, to like, are you viewing then the process of exploring as like content gathering? Like, are we just exploring for the sake of it, or are we actually documenting it? Well, let's save that until we get into the actual travel business side of things. Okay. So the other thing I want to bring up is wandering aimfully, uh-huh. which is this is kind of like the floating interesting part of this that we just don't know, which is right now we do a monthly coaching call th- with our paying customers. That call takes us about a week and a half to two weeks of pretty solid work every single day, four to six hours of work every sure. day to put together. Then we have to do it on the day, which is like three hours of work plus like getting ready and all that, which is another hour. And then after that, it's about four to six hours of focused work for me to get the replay done and for you to get your stuff done. Yep. All in, it's literally about two weeks out of every month that are just dedicated to this one thing we do on one day. Yeah. That is not going to happen while we're traveling. I mean, it's just like, why would we travel and do that? It just wouldn't make sense. We've already started telling our members this. We've already committed that like our monthly coaching sessions are going to end December of this year, but we do we do want to do something, right? Monthly. So what is that thing going to be? Right. So we've talked about if you've seen them before, we have these growing through it case study videos. You can find them on our YouTube channel, which is not updated every week, as it still says on our YouTube banner. <laughs> if that's okay. I don't um, think we're alone in that. We are not. Um, but they're really fun, like deep dive using this like five step checklist that we've talked about. We have a whole episode dedicated to that checklist. Um, but applying it to someone's business and then saying like, okay, here are the things we would update. And we've gotten great feedback on these. They've really helped the people we've done them for. So one of the things we've thought about is, well, what if we just basically did one of those a month for one of our Wandering Aimfully members, and then everyone just gets access to watch that happen, however we would produce that. Mm -hmm. So that would take work. You know, I mean, typically it was taking us about 60 to 80 hours to put a growing through a case study together when we were doing a blog post and a video and like all these things. 
but we think we can condense it down and do a simpler version that might just take 10 hours of work. Mm -hmm. But that's still pretty much like a full weekend out of every month if we're doing the weekend work segment that's just on Wandering Aimfully. So if that's, you know, what we're thinking, like we do have to think about that as far as it's got to take up that amount of time. Yeah. And this is something we haven't decided on yet. Again, we're just kind of like feeling this out. Yeah, I like the idea of that because to me, it's like, I don't just want to phone it in for our members while we're over there. Of course. Like, so it's it's trying to balance something that's still extremely high value, but lower time investment. And yeah. I think where you get that is, you know, we have the benefit of a lot of years of experience of business running businesses. And so by going deep on someone's business, you don't have to prepare as much teaching material right. as you do just, you know, showing how you apply the process. Right. It's like live consulting, exactly. basically. Yeah. Um, so that to me is extremely high value, but extremely low, like um, time investment on presentation, right. you know, because the value comes in what, what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so that is enticing to me. However, for me, you know, I have a big issue with like needing to do a lot of prep work for that. Right. Like, because to me, like advice, this is why, why it always bothers me when you see like Q and A's, like, you know, Gary Vee does it a lot or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, Oh no, no. Like I'm so good that someone just tells me like one sentence they ask a question at a conference and I know exactly about their business and so I'm just going to give them all this tactical advice and I don't doubt that you know a lot of times he's probably spot on because he's got extremely good intuition about people's businesses but I just think it's ridiculous to think that you can give someone specific advice using one sentence of what their business is sure you need so much context like I need to know what you've tried before I need to know what you like doing I need to know what your strengths are I need to know like this this business puzzle is extremely intricate. And so for me, you can't just submit your URL of your website and then I'm going to hop on and give you our, and take you through our five-step checklist. Like I need a questionnaire. Right. So, you know, I know that there's a little bit there in terms of me needing to be okay with not giving them like the exact right advice for them. Um, yeah. It's not about getting it like spot on the way that you would if someone hired us for, right. you know, this... $600,000 will be charged. Of course. Yeah. This deep dive consulting thing. However, I'm like, why do it if you're not going to be extremely helpful for that person? Right. But I also think this is just like a a thing that you run up against often, which is like, why do it if I'm not going to do it excellently? Which is just right. like a deep-rooted childhood, you know, thing. That's right. like, yeah, but you got to remember your good is great. Right. So you have to also realize like, Yes, we want to do like the full questionnaire. And like, I think we could even do that before we leave. Like we could have all of the Wandering Gamefully members that want to be submitted to this do that. We can, you know, pick at random or however we would choose the 12 people that we would do. Right. And we would then go from there and, and we would have all their answers ready. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and maybe some of them would change. Right. Because you can imagine if we do the survey in December and then the, we're going to do one of these the following December. A lot happens in a year. Mm-hmm. So it might not be, you know, as fresh. We would figure all that stuff out. But I, I think the point that I'm making is. I think we just really, as full-time travelers, are going to have to be ruthless with, we only have, you know, 10 hours to work on this on a weekend. And maybe you can plot along during the week, like you have less admin tasks than I do. Right. And this is probably going to be your full-time thing, unless the travel business is is your full-time thing. Right. So we have some stuff to work out there. We are thinking about it all the time. We're talking about it all the time. Well, and we haven't talked about then, are we still doing WAME launches? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think so, for sure. Okay, yeah. well, that's a lot of work. Yeah, well, I, I think we do have that fairly dialed in. 
at this fairly, point. but yeah. you have to remember that the the dialed in that we have now is with new things that we're adding to Wayne each launch. Yeah. So when are we creating those things or are we not creating well, those We might things? not create those things next year. Right. Especially, I think especially... So maybe it's a stripped back version. Maybe we take on less new members every launch, but that's okay. Right. Yeah. I think it's a, a lot of this for us is just trying to figure out, you know, how much time we're going to have, what's going to move the revenue up and down on all on Tea Tree or Wandering Aimfully. You know, if we have smaller launches wandering Aimfully, great. You know, can we, you know, buffer Teachery's revenue up a little bit? Like, we just need to think through all these scenarios in the next couple months so that we can try and make some moves mm-hmm. before we get going. Mm-hmm. So we have some stuff to figure out there. And I, I think part of sharing that for you guys is hopefully just saying like, oh, it's not like we have these perfectly well-oiled businesses that just run on autopilot and we're just going to be fine while we're over there. Totally. Like, we're going to have times where we go... Okay, yeah, we are doing a launch. Oh shit, we forgot. Like we gotta like redo these things and like get this. Oh, time zones. Like we completely messed that up. Right. Like we're gonna run into that for sure. And I think it's just a matter of mentally preparing again. Like you said, like you can have a great plan, but you know it's gonna. Go I think it's anyway. also speaking of that important to temper expectations when we think about how our travel is going to go also like maybe there are going to be days maybe they're weekend days where we're inside for the whole day yeah working yeah and i think that a lot of travel content portrays the living and working blend as though you're just always able to go out and explore right because they don't show the times where you're inside for 10 hours of the day yeah. and you're essentially doing the exact same thing we do here but just in a different country totally and i think we need to be okay with that too and not feel like fomo or not feel like we're yeah. missing out on you know every minute that we could be exploring because you just can't like yeah. you do have to make money and you need to run a business and so it's gonna have to be a blend one of the uh, travel video people, I don't know why I can't think of it. A, a travel video people. Travel video people that we like on YouTube is a couple named Dane and Stacy. Danger is what they call him, but his name is Dane. Um, if you guys have not seen their videos, they're a great slow travel couple, very much like similar thing to what we want to do. And they typically go to a place for two to four weeks. That's kind of what they set mm-hmm. up. And early on, it was always a month. They would just land yep. in a place in a month. And one thing that I caught on one of their recent videos that I hadn't really heard before was they essentially live in this place like it's their full-time time, their full-time life. But then when they go out and do an excursion or a thing or whatever, that's when they record. Yeah. And so what you're seeing when they have like, you know, four videos in a month or whatever it is, the those, four, are the, those, those are, are the four days that they, they did out. stuff. Yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. And I do think it's more than that because they have said that like, you know, there are some days we go and do something we just don't record. It's just for us. And like, we just want to not be around the camera. Um, but I could see that being the same for us. Like it right. could be one or two days a week that we're like really out and about and doing stuff. Uh, but I could also see it being like one excursion a day in a city that's like not that far. You know, it's just like for us here in San Diego, it would be like going to downtown San Diego, and spending a couple that. hours right. and then coming back. Right. And like that's what we did. So, yeah, what, I, I think all that to share, you might be like having your brain spin as you listen. It's like, what are you guys? What's even going on? Um, we're figuring it out. You know, like it's a process. Our brains to are spinning as well. Think this through. And it's a big it's a gigantic life change. One of the biggest life changes we could probably ever make. And so we know that. For us, I think thinking these things through and talking them through helps to mentally prepare for the uncertainty. Well, yeah. And especially like for me with anxiety, you know, 
I would be lying if I told you guys that I'm totally okay with all this. Like, yeah. it really scares me. But part of the reason for doing it is because it scares me. And yeah. I want to, I think I've touched on this before, like, I want to live a life where my anxiety doesn't hold me back. And I show myself that I can, even when I'm scared or even, you know, that I've accumulated enough tools to be able to handle it, it scares the shit out of me thinking of all the uncertainty. So I think planning through this these things, even though we know that they're going to change, helps my brain at least sort of... Um, process the yeah. big change that we're about to undergo here's just a really quick um life in in a week of travel for the zooks that i just thought through real, real fast great uh we're gonna start our travel week on saturday and sunday saturday and sunday we arrived friday we got checked in friday did absolutely nothing like we maybe got some takeout or whatever and just like hunkered down it's saturday and sunday uh, Saturday morning, I've looked up where the grocery store is. It's real close. Walk there, get groceries by myself. You're still asleep. Come back, Ooh, bring the groceries. Um, Saturday and Sunday, we do our morning routines, we work out, have breakfast, but we're working Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. And then, in, you know, in the breaks of working, we're like, okay, you know, what are the, these are like the five things we already had in a notion of and what we're we kind of like see. planning. And we're planning. We're like, okay, great. Monday comes around, do the morning routine, whatever. And we're like, okay, today we're going to go to this little garden. And then this little lunch spot. And then we're going to come back. We're going to have dinner at home. So good. We go do that. That's great. Tuesday. We're like, we're doing nothing. We're just going to be at the house. We're just going to relax. You know, maybe a little bit of work here and there. But like, we're just chilling. Netflix day. Wednesday comes around. Oh, we got this uh, cool art walk that we're going to go on that we saw. That's really great. That looks really fun. We're going to go do that. But that's the only thing. Yeah. And then maybe we're eating out lunch and dinner. Yeah. Uh, what day am I at? Food day. That uh, was Wednesday. That was Wednesday. Uh, Thursday. We're just, again, hanging out. We have no plans. There's like a little cafe right by us. Well, we the day Wednesday was exhausting. We it were was. out the whole time. There's time. like a little cafe like right by us. Mm, we're just love that. Just hang out there. And maybe just like walk around our little neighborhood. Yeah. Friday rolls around. We have a food tour with Sophie. Oh, uh, Sophie, Sophie. who we had a food tour with in Italy in 2017, moved to Lisbon. <laughs> now she's doing a food tour. We loved Sophie she so much. So great. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, guess what? We're working. Next week, repeat. Same thing. Different, similar thing. Different places. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking the vibe yeah. is going to be like. So it's like a, enough freedom to be able to do things, but then enough time to like have days where we're not doing anything. Yeah. They're like, yeah, so really in the two weeks that we're in Lisbon, as in this example, it's really like five or six of those days where we're out and about. Yeah. The rest of the time we're in our cute little apartment that we rented and we're just enjoying life there and like walking around the neighborhood every day for some little things. Love that. Okay, great. All right. Same hope page. You guys, hope you guys enjoyed that. Now let's get to the big topic of discussion, which we, which we buried all the way 30 minutes in, as we like to do, which is, are we going to be full-time video travel people and create a business with it? Well, it's hard not to. When you're yeah. two people who like business. Let's give an overview of like what we think this could look like. Here's, I'll tell you exactly what I think it could look Thank like. You. And it's a matter of, do we have the time? Yeah. I think that two people like us traveling for a year blending you know working remotely as intentional business owners um doing slow travel which is a little bit different than just like digital nomad, digital nomad life yeah. like moving around all the time um also having a little bit different angle on it because sometimes these digital nomads are like extreme minimalists extreme like staying hostels as cheap as possible they they've, only have one flip they've decided one of their it's feet. like yeah. mosquito netting and flip-flop is like what they're taking and yeah. i'm like okay but the but mosquito net is also a dress that's exactly, exactly. right and yeah. it's also an, somehow an extremely absorbent towel it's also a hammock and a sheet yeah. that you can put down on your hostel bed and so you underwear. don't get bed bugs and you just move it 
slightly you into turn it. different areas. <laughs> <laughs> you can wear it twelve times before you have yeah. to wash it by yourself in a public water fountain with your spit. That's all you can use because you're a minimalist. You don't use water. Anyway, oh, we love anyway, we love those people on YouTube. Anyway, but that is that, not us. That's a choice for yeah. them, and that's yeah. great. And yeah. I admire it. Is not what we are. Yeah. And so I think there's an opportunity for like a little bit of a different spin on travel content. Also, I, as a business owner, recognize that travel is one of the best niches that you can get into because there's always going to be a need for it. And people are always going to be searching for it. And people are always going to be searching for things that make it easier. And so what I see is what we've talked about, which is a brand called, should I say the name? Um, uh... We've thought of a name. And it involves... This is the one time when I'm like, don't share it. Because I just don't know if we've grabbed all the handles. So last yeah, thing I was like, so I'm going to grab a handle. So we already kind of have a name. but Zook Travel Emporium. Zook Travel Emporium. <laughs> right now. Is going to be the... the <laughs> yeah, that's it. The temporary name. Yeah. Zook Z-T-E. Z-T-E. Okay. And... I really hope there's not like some type of disease that's ZTE. If there no, is, but really it's sorry. reminding me of ZTA, which was Zeta. Uh, it's oh, a great, Greek great. organization. Yeah, but yeah, wonderful. Zeta. We'll call it. Zeta. <laughs> and... Um, we have basically a blog yeah. where we share a guide, one piece of content, which is a full guide of a place. Yep. And like all of our little... So that's written at the end of that place. At the end of that place, okay. as well as one um, vlog, you could say, on a YouTube channel. Okay. And then maybe like one informational post that's more about like... <gasps> You know, things in the vein of like safety precautions that we think of when we travel, um, you know, best travel insurance that we opted to go for, things we wish we would have thought of before we slow traveled for a year, whatever. Those types of searchable informational posts. Yeah. So you're talking two blog posts per, so probably four four blog posts a, a month. Okay. So okay. one a week. One a week. Yeah. And maybe four videos a month. Okay. And... But then you need, obviously, a way to monetize. I don't want to do it with ads. So I would think some type of ebook or something like that, where it's like, you know, a, a list of or a notion template or yeah. these things for planning your year of slow travel, right? Yeah. And then just trying to sell it passively yeah. through the content and yeah. hope that through the search terms, because to me, the opportunity is like not for us to make money next year right the the opportunity is to make money for five years after that right because it'll take that long for the keywords to hit not five years but yeah no but i'm saying yeah. like it'll take more than the year yeah for, you know that's, yeah my- that's where my head's at and then wait yep. and then i also view it as potentially a cool thing to share inside wame in showing people the process of that. Yeah. How do you turn this content opportunity into a business? Yeah. I mean, there's so many things to dig into, which we have talked about in other episodes, like especially the five-step checklist episode. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any other ones. But like, what are all the things we need to do to start, run, and grow this business? And like one of the things you didn't even mention is Instagram. Like, are we going to have an Instagram account? Right. How often are we going to be posting? Because it's like when we map out the like, day in a life before this business exists, the Zook Travel Emporium business exists, <laughs> it's really easy to be like, our days are going to be like full of extra time. But as soon oh, as no. you have Zook Travel Emporium, totally, it's like, okay, we have Instagram, we want to post every single day or whatever. Like an Instagram story. No, I in mean, my life, that's not every we, single day. We learned this on our Iceland trip. Like we basically oh did a God. story every night yeah. at the end of a day in Iceland. Yeah. 
It took two hours. We would come home. Yeah. I mean, it was really fun because we would kind of yeah. like get to relive the photos of the day. But we would be like after staring at our phones, we would look up and be like, what? That two took hours, so long. Two hours went by for like literally like a 20 slide story. Right. And they were fun and people loved them and we had enjoyed doing them. But that's two hours every day. Yeah. It's no. just on Instagram. Yeah. And to, to me, though, the difference is like that's with a lack of planning. Right. Sure. Like and. And you're trying to think of the story you're telling at the same time you're telling it rather than getting into a groove where because we've also talked about not wanting to share our exact locations when we're there. Right. So that's like, you know, I could see us benefiting from ahead of time creating these templates and saying, okay, when we leave a place, here's the one story we do of like our favorite. Here's our five favorite spots. Here's the promo post for the blog post when it goes up, whatever. Um, But to me, yeah, it. You're right in that very quickly it can spiral into a lot more time than you anticipated. Yeah. And I just, I'm not trying to, this is the hard line. I'm not trying to be a travel influencer. Right. I'm trying to, in my brain, create a travel. So I don't know if that's probably why Instagram doesn't even make sense. Right. Because then it's like, are you trying to do, let the keywords of the blog do and YouTube do well, the hard work for you. Totally. I mean, it, it goes back to like, if you're building a business, like you go where the people are. Right. And so if you're trying to get attention, you got to get on social. Like there's just no doubt about it, but it's, it's a balancing act because we just say like, well, is it worth it for us to do that? And, and maybe what would be really helpful is to go, okay, we're going to post on social, like, uh, you know, a photo every two days or something like that, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then, yeah, do a story, like, when we leave of, you know, what our favorites were, and then, like, create a highlight for that place, right? Like, that's the yeah. whole thing. And then also, you... the way things are going now, you don't want to hear this, but I almost think it would be a lot smarter for us to prioritize TikTok if we were going to do any social because the supply and demand of good travel content, Instagram is so saturated with travel content. Yeah, true. And TikTok isn't yeah i mean i think this but is it just still a, has a clear need for it this is just a really interesting discussion of you know if if you're starting a business like this do you care that it's getting any attention now or are you only thinking about it a year from now right because if we're only thinking about it a year from now then we don't care at all to start an instagram account let's just let the like Google research juice. that i do on keywords for youtube and for blog posts do the work do the work for yeah. us and that's essentially all we're banking on and that's it i mean I think for for my own peace of mind, I, I do like having an Instagram account just because it's a fun thing to like look back through. It's a fun connection point. You know, I don't know, maybe TikTok could become fun, but like all I think about is like how much time it took us to make reels and like I just don't want to be spending that amount of time and then I'm gonna creative energy, truthfully. Like I just wanna be in more of a relaxed mode. Yeah. Um but I think the one thing that I, I wanna bring up here, which I think is something that people don't know until you've done it, like a good blog post takes 40 hours. Oh, easily. With photos, with like, you know, getting all your thoughts together, editing, you know, publishing, formatting, whatever that is. So it, it, it's an, it's also an interesting thing to think about like, okay, where did, if we're doing a blog post a week, 40 hours, that's a full work week. Yeah. You know, where does that, again, like where does that all fit into all this? Which is why we're sharing all this, right? Is to go through these thoughts and to then think about, well, what does this look like? And, and one thing we have loosely chatted about yeah. a little bit is, you showed me this template of like a personal journal in Notion yeah. of like, here's five questions I want to answer about today, you know, living abroad or whatever. And my thought was, well, that's kind of an interesting way to think about like keeping this really simple. Right. 
and and maybe it's not like maybe we're not going for like the guide to Lisbon. Right. Maybe we're just going for we're creating these travel an journals. An old school travel blog. And it's more of an old school travel blog. And we're just like asking the set of questions. But and, then you have to go back to the the question of what is it all for? Right. Then then to me, it's nothing more than if it was a journal, I'd like to keep it pri- private. You know right. what I'm saying? Like to do all that work in order to make it a travel journal then you're not even going to use it for a business opportunity right it's tricky it is tricky to think about this because the more i think about like like wouldn't you want any effort that you do put forward if you knew with all of our business experience that it could make you money wouldn't you tell someone else to do that i would but i would also ask them like what's the true bandwidth that you have for this thing and how much time do you want to be spending on it well right like when i think about it right now like if you were to say you have to make a decision right now i would say absolutely not on the guide type of posts yeah i would not spend 40 hours i would say let's do a journal style and instead let's think about like what are the questions we had in our minds of like we're about to go to lisbon what do we wish we could read right now and it's like what are the things to know about you know, traveling there, what are the things to know about like the areas to stay? What are the five restaurants? What are the five coffee shops? What are the five attractions? Like, and it's like that post. And then like, what are destinations to potentially go to next? I I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Mm -hmm. And you have like your stories that you write in there, but it's, it's much less of like in depth. And Mm -hmm. it's more of just for lack of a better way to explain it, like a listicle. It's not really that like, there's more to it than that, but it's like that format. And to me, that could take 10 hours in a week. And it would be good enough. Mm-hmm. But again, this is this is a perfect example of like we can come up with these plans, but until we actually get there and start doing it and like seeing how much time it totally. really takes, I think we're on the same page with the idea that we need to go for the idea of less is more. Yeah. Also, knowing that we tend to get carried away, we do. So if we try to aim for less, it will be more. Yeah. But if we aim for more, it'll be. Too much. (laughs) It'll be more. (laughs) You want more and you get more. Uh, Yeah, the thing... So, like, that's kind of, like, the blog side of it. The other thing... So, the the thing that's interesting to me... I've been doing a lot of research on travel stuff. You know what I'm not looking at at all? Hmm. Blog posts. Really? Not at all. What are you looking at? Videos and Instagram. That's funny. I have... I found myself only looking at blog posts. Isn't that interesting? I have not read a single blog post on Lisbon. Not one. The Eater article is the only thing I read. Because huh. food. Yeah. Because you want to see like the real... I want to see it. Right, right, right. I don't want to just read about it. I want to like experience we'll it see, through someone else's yeah, eyes. Yeah, I really like blogs as like a starting point. Yeah. Because it gives me basically like a bunch of like links to check out. Like a blog post on restaurants so that I can then check out all the restaurants. Or yeah. a blog post on attractions so that I can go link and check out the attractions. But it gives me somewhere to start. Yeah. And... I just really like, I mean, I do like photos, so I get lost in that world. Whereas a video actually, to me, feels like a lot of filler and waste of time. Yeah. Because it's like, I like reading it because then I get to scan for the things that I want to. Which is why I think we're a good mix in this, right? Because like, I'm interested in creating the videos. You're probably more interested in writing the blog posts. So it's a good division of labor anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about video for a second, because mm-hmm. I think like that kind of covers the idea of, of you know, the content side from a writing perspective, maybe. So from the video perspective, like, I think there's a really interesting thing going on for us of like, how much do we want to capture? I'm even trying to force us to like, I almost want to film every single thing on my phone using an iPhone 12. And the camera's good enough now. The, you know, audio quality, I could get like a little mic. I 
I commend your um, minimalist one flip flop. Your desire to be to capture everything in a very minimalist way. I think that you're wired for quality, and I think when you see the end product of only filming on your phone, I don't think you're going to be able to do it. Yeah. I think I want to give myself a test for this when we take our Florida trip. Granted, going to Florida is not like a beautiful Well, place, this is a good creative challenge. It's, it's a creative challenge for sure. And I, what I want to do is think Capture through like, what would a video look like in the week that we're in, you know, wherever. Um, and St. Augustine is probably the best because there's like picturesque things in downtown and yeah. like it would feel that way. But to actually like capture it through my iPhone, get the clips I would think about, like we're at a meal, we're walking around, there's some, you know, whatever, some transition shots and B-roll and then see what it looks like, like bring it all back through and see, you know, how it feels. Um, because what I don't want to do is like, we are going to bring our camera that we would potentially use for any live filming. So like I could carry it, but I would love to just have my iPhone because it's very unobstructive and I'm not like a vlogger holding like a our friend Caleb made the switch pod like a switch pod that you have a camera attached to with a microphone and all that like I'd like to avoid that I still think you're gonna want a switch pod I'm gonna bring a switch pod no matter what because it's super small and it's gonna fit I just think I, yeah okay yeah. well then why are you gonna bring it if not to use it to use it for filming for Wayne videos or whatever in like when I say that I mean like our coaching video to like yeah. have it set up for that. I just think we're a little bit on different pages with this, which is just like, I know I hear where you're coming from in like not wanting it to impede on the experience and, you know, wanting to be present. And I want all of those things too. I just think like some, some, in some moments you have to choose. Yeah. You have to say either I'm going to document and commit to documenting it well, which sometimes requires you to look stupid, carry a tripod, be out of the moment, all those things, you know, or in that moment you're choosing, I'm not going to do these things and I'm going to be present. Yeah. And like, I, you know, I think it's nice to think that you can kind of have it both ways, but I almost think you can't. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think this is going to be a really interesting discussion that like continues to move forward for us until we figure out, you know, I think the Florida trip is a great place to try. Yeah. And I think after that, like we'll get back in the middle of October. That's when we really have to start thinking about like, when does the Zook Travel Emporium like website need to be up and ready? Uh, our plan for our schedule for content, like what content are we making? Because what we don't want to do is hit the ground in Lisbon and then be like, okay, let's start our travel blog, you know? like. Well, yeah, you know us, we wouldn't do that anyway. No, but I'm just saying, like, I think that there's a lot we have to decide in the next couple months. Um, Which is why we're starting now. Exactly, and it'll be interesting to figure that out. Yeah, uh, getting back to your, your point, though, I really don't want to feel like full-time travel video people um <laughs> while we're traveling next year i just don't yeah i mean that's not why we're traveling full-time i hear that at all um do i want to document it yes do i want to create some videos and like share that experience with people who are like us and i'm looking at with like dane and stacy as an example absolutely because it's so enjoyable what's so interesting to me is do you remember that when we went to iceland and when we went to italy we documented it yeah but, like, do you think of the experience? When you think of those experiences, do you think of being out of the moment? Well, no, because I documented it all on my phone. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. all of it, but... I mean, the majority of it, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I just think that's interesting. Yeah. I think also figuring out, like, if we watch a travel video and we were to sit down and go, okay, we want it to look like this. Okay, well, let's break that down. What does that look like? Okay, that's a talking head for you know, two minutes here with like a couple B-roll clips and like, okay, there are 60 B-roll clips for this 10 minute video. These are all the types of transitions. Like how much realistically, how much time are we looking at in footage? I think that for me as the production person and the person who will probably be filming the majority of it, 
it really would help to go, oh, okay, great. Well, I can see this happening really easily for like 30 minutes every day. Great. And we just have this like chunk of time we figure out. So I think that's part of this process too, is to really look at like, what does that look like? Cool. So I am running out of arriving steam. at my maximum ability to sit here. Yeah. Um, just because my my head really hurts and my eyes really hurt. You've so. done a great job. I really tried. Yeah, you did a great job. Uh, I don't know if this was enjoyable at all for anybody. Uh, Certainly not me. Not for you. <laughs> just kidding. Whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just I wanted I want to share these conversations. I know you want to share them a little bit less because no, I no, like no. sharing I like the messy it. middle. No, I. I don't know where you got that idea from. I love sharing. I'm the one who wanted to always do unedited meetings. I think that's super interesting. I don't think enough people share the messy conversations. Um, and, you know, the picture that I feel like a lot of business people give you is that they have some, you know, they just have Perfect a meeting. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, and the plan is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. It's so many of these conversations yeah. until you arrive at a place where you've chiseled away enough that you go, oh, here's what makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know what gave you the impression that I like these conversations less. Um, Probably just your overall attitude towards me. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Um, all right. So wrapping up, are we skipping movies because you don't have the space? Oh, guys. Sorry. All right. We're going to leave a cliffhanger of the fail of Submarine Saturday. That's what you get to look forward <laughs> yep. to next Submarine episode. Submarine Saturday didn't work out. Did not work out. All right, everybody. I uh, hope you enjoyed this. If you got any feedback for us, leave it as a review in Apple Podcasts. We love using the comments. There is now uh, you know, ways to share with us. Or send us an email. Hello at Wandering Aimfully. Um, we uh, love sharing this journey with you. Now that we both established that. Yes, we have a couple more weeks of two more weeks. fun in the summer. Well, hopefully Caroline will be feeling better next week. And then by two weeks, we'll be like, Ooh, wow, wow, she's back to normal. God, that'd be great. Okay, bye. Bye.